Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
What's about to happen? Good morning to you. It's your morning destination for interesting conversation, broadcasting live from beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio. And I just won't stop. Good morning. Come on back. I appreciate you. What's up, choppers? Good morning to you. Let me give you a heads up. So at 8.30 a.m. in approximately about 20 minutes, I'm scheduled to get a Zoom-style call from Morgan Harper. Morgan Harper is running for the U.S. Senate. If elected, she'd be the first woman to be elected as a senator from the state of Ohio and the first black woman elected in the U.S. Senate. Uh, We'll get a sense of who she is. She's got two Democratic challengers. My plan is to talk to everybody in that race. Like I said, I'm in Ohio, so we're going to talk about what matters to Ohio, among everything else. Also, I want to remix a bit of a topic that we talked about yesterday, but we had so many guests, I didn't get a chance to really talk about it. Why is Kanye West being shamed because his ex-wife has a boyfriend, yet Mary J. Blige gets a complete pass? I don't get it. Pardon me. I don't get it. Why is that? Why is he being shamed because his ex is doing something? Soon to be ex-wife. I don't get it. 
I mean, it don't make sense to me. But Mary J. Blige has weaponized her music against her ex-husband, and nobody says a damn thing about it, except for yours truly. You know me. You know me. I'm not like these other dudes. This is superlative flows. Good morning to you. We got a unique perspective here, and we'll get to that. So we're going to talk to Morgan Harper coming up at 8.30 a.m. Now, I got a special live stream that's scheduled for about 1 p.m.-ish today, Eastern Standard Time. And I'm scheduled to speak with a criminal journalist. Her name is Cerise Castle. Cerise Castle. You might have seen her on The Breakfast Club most recently. And she's been uh, exposed in the history of L.A. Sheriff Game, Deputy Games. So these are gangs within the L.A. Sheriff's Department that are operating outside the law. You might be thinking, L.A. gangs, huh? What? Yeah. And I conversed with her a little bit. She's saying that she's saying that this might be an epidemic throughout the country, including here in Cincinnati. What? Yeah, she actually mentioned that. It was unsolicited. I said, I'm in Cincinnati. She's like, y'all heard some things about the Hamilton County Sheriff deputies. Word? I want to hear. I want to hear all of it. That'll be a special live stream at about 1 p.m. We'll live stream for about 30 minutes or so. If you miss it, don't worry. I'll keep the clips. We'll play it again on Monday. Because I know you might be working or whatever you do. I might not be a part of your routine at that time. Good morning to you. Welcome back. Yeah, we here. We here. I'm here. Come on. Come on in. Let's do it. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Hope you're doing well. What's up, winners? What's up, early risers? Uh, Ron writes, what the F is being shamed? Like, what's happening right now? Like, D.O. Hughley's making jokes because his ex, because Kanye West's ex-wife, or soon-to-be ex-wife, has a boyfriend. He's making his jokes like somehow this is a reflection on Kanye West. I don't get it. Like, most mature men understand that a woman chooses to do what the fuck a woman chooses to do. You don't have no control over that. And in a situation like that, you got a couple ways you can deal with it. You can take it the the, Omar, the the Omarion route. Remember Omarion? When his ex hooked up with his former band member, what'd he say? He said, I don't feel no ways. I don't feel nothing. Everybody gave him props. That's gangster. That's gangster because he ain't show emotion. He ain't show emotion. That's gangster. That's that street way. That's that player way. Well, Kanye, maybe he's still in love with her. And I just don't understand it. Maybe he's still in love with Kim Kardashian. Maybe he still wants to be with her. I mean, they do have children together. Maybe he misses her. It just seems to me that when a black man shows emotion, he becomes subject of ridicule. I don't get it. So what? Yes, she want to leave. He wants to be with her. That's been going on since the beginning of time. That happens all the time, back and forth. Meanwhile, nobody says nothing about Mary J. Mary J has weaponized her music against her ex-husband. Nobody says the word. Nobody says, oh, that's abusive. That's toxic. Nobody says a word. And I'm challenging the women's this morning. You knew I was going to bring this up again. We didn't have enough time yesterday. I want to get all into it today because I think I'm right. I think I'm right. People tell me I got half the story. I got the whole story. Uh, I, I when somebody's going through it, it's a couple things that there's a couple times in life when you should stay the F out of people's business, no matter what. 
And one of those times is when people are going through a divorce. Now, I've never gone through a divorce, but I can imagine, Ron, that that's a pretty, like, emotional thing to go through. You might be in your feelings. What's wrong with a man, a black man, being in his feelings? When I look at Kanye, that's what I see. I see a black man that's in his feelings. We just talked about mental health. Now, do we support mental health? Are we going to create safe spaces where black men can show their emotions or not? Which is it? I think D.L. Hughley's comments, I think Trevor Noah's comments, I'm reiterating things I said yesterday, but we had so many guests, I really couldn't get into it with you. It's a Friday. I want to get into it with you this morning, but we do have a guest as well. Coming up at 8.30 a.m., uh, U.S. Senate candidate Morgan, Morgan Harper. I believe she's out of Columbus. What I'm looking for from the interview with Morgan is I want to get a sense of who she is. Of course, you know, I'm prepared. I got plenty of questions that I want to get at her. And I want you to offer your questions as well. Here's an opportunity for you to put questions before a U.S. Senate candidate. This ain't small. Okay, that's a very important position. Now, if there's a Democrat primary, she's got two challengers. So we got to get to the primary first. And uh, I plan on reaching out to her primary challengers. I want to talk to everybody. So we can get a sense of who we think is the best. But again, if elected, she'd be the first woman senator from Ohio ever, 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 ever. And the first black woman elected to the U.S. Senate. If I'm wrong about that, set me straight. But to my recollection, to my knowledge, that is true. That's significant. I want to know everything. I want to talk about reparations. I want to talk about the George Floyd Policing Act. I want to talk about farmers. I want to talk about Ohio's economy. I want to talk about what's different between her and her and her challengers. I want to talk about everything. And I invite you to join the conversation this morning coming up at 8.30 a.m. It'll be here before you know it. So I want to set the table with this Kanye topic. We'll talk to Morgan so about, I don't know, about 30 minutes. And at 9 a.m. we'll come back to this because this needs to be talked about. Why is Kanye West being shamed? Because his ex-wife decided to get a boyfriend. That has no that has no reflection on him. You know how some of these women's are? Some of these women's and men's. First thing they're going to do when their relationship grow up is they're going to grab somebody else. That's been going on since the beginning of time. Men and women do that. How is that a reflection on him? I hear people keep saying it seems so, so naive. They just don't understand women. They just don't understand women. And I'm not saying I do because there's, there's an X factor to every woman that no man will ever understand. And I hear people saying, oh, Pete Davis saying he's not attractive. He's this and that. How could she be with him? Looks don't matter to no woman. The older woman gets the less looks matter. That shit don't mean nothing at all. It means nothing. It don't matter. Older women will back me up on that. It's all about the connection and the conversation and how he makes her feel. And he's a comedian, so he can make her laugh. You can make a woman laugh. You can open the door, all the doors. So I don't, I, I don't, I didn't even, I didn't even, I, I never even bought into that stuff when people on the internet was like, well, how's she going to be with him? Look around. Looks don't matter. I don't mean nothing, especially to a woman that's on the rebound. People on the rebound are susceptible, they're vulnerable, they just want somebody to talk to and make them feel good, make me feel special, take my mind off my ex and with my divorce. You know what I'm saying? I know every man thinks he's a player. But half the time when these dudes 
be having sexual interactions with women. It has nothing to do with them whatsoever. It's really about her. But that's a mature man's viewpoint. You got to put some years before you understand that. Some of these younger dudes think, oh, she likes my muscles. Get the fuck out of here. You don't know what you're talking about, youngster. Go sit down. Ah, youngster, go sit down. You don't know. You have no idea. But I do. And I'm here to share it with you. And then it burns me up. I read this article where Kendu Isaacs was like, man, you know, shh. You know, she keep making these songs speaking about Mary J. Blige. So Mary J. Blige was married to Kendu Isaacs. He ended up cheating on her and having a whole relationship with somebody that they, like he had an artist. I think he had a record company. They end up splitting. And as I said before, I don't get down like that. I'm not with the cheating. If you want to, you want to be with other people, be man or woman enough to go in and look at your partner in the eyes and tell them that and then deal with the consequences. That's what I would say. That's what I would do. I just tell the wifey, this is what I'm doing. And be able to deal with the consequences, period. I'm not playing these games and I'm hiding this shit. I ain't doing none of that shit. It is what it is. Take it or leave it. And you got to be prepared for them to leave it. But most human beings are so selfish, they don't want to deal with the consequences of their own actions. I'm telling you, you know, responsibility is a lost art. Being grown is a lost art. That ain't a thing no more. People think being grown means I pay my own bills. That's part of it. To me, being grown is you grown enough to deal with the consequences of your actions without lying and hiding. There is nothing I do in my life that I'm ashamed of at all. Whatever I've done, I did it. And if I want to, I'll do it again, period. And I'm willing to deal with any consequences that come with it. I ain't hiding. I ain't running around. I ain't doing none of that shit. What I look like? I ain't doing nothing. I can't remember lies. I got too much stuff in my head to remember some lies. I'm not doing that. But that's just me. So I do not condone what Kendu Isaacs has been doing or what he did that led to the end of his relationship. He should have been a man and walked in and told Mary J, like, look, this ain't work with me, sis. I got somebody else I'm in love with. I'm not in love with you anymore. That's a difficult thing to say. But don't punk out. Tell her. Simple as that. But I want to give you the backstory. Ever since then, it's song after song, interview after interview. She keeps talking about this man. He was the worst thing ever. He put me through everything. There's a consequence to that. And the consequence is how it affects him. And I read his article in which he said it affects his business enterprise, like his business interests. Like she keeps making these songs and some people, primarily black women, I, I guess, are holding it against them. And I'm like, wait a minute. Everybody telling Kanye to shut up and get over it, but nobody's telling that to, uh, to Mary J. You don't hear no black woman saying, sis, is over. Move on. They're like, yep, dumb, them dogs. I had me one too. Why is that? I'd like to know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Again, now that flow is going to be interrupted because we have a guest coming in in approximately like seven minutes. And I anticipate her being very prompt. So we shall see. And I want you to hold on to it and I'll reset the table. But I want to get to that at about 9 a.m. this morning. All right. I want to get your thoughts on that. Timothy Rice, Kanye is threatening people. Man, you got half the story. Kanye is going through a fucking divorce, Tim. He's in his feelings. This ain't no normal situation. Why can't we get a man space? Because he's a black man and he's supposed to be superhuman. And he's supposed to be like Omarion. Hey, that's that's what couples do. Well, everybody don't process stuff like Omarion. Omarion got super props because he didn't care. 
when he went on Vlad TV and Vlad asked him, so what do you think about April uh, and, and your boy? You know what I'm saying? Lil Fizz, they hooked up now. He was like, oh, word? Oh, I, I ain't even see it. I ain't even see it. You, you ain't see the photograph when he was hugging, he had his hand on her butt and saying, said, good things come to those who wait, which is highly disrespectful, by the way. He was like, no, nah, I ain't see it. But hey, that's what couples do. He got mass props because he handled it like a G. And I'm like, okay, yeah, he was dispassionate. He didn't care. But that's only one way to deal with a situation like that. Would he have been wrong if he was in his feeling like, you know, when I saw it, man, I broke down because I used to have feelings for this woman. Da, 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 da. That would have made him weak, right? I'm just trying to figure out how the culture feels about this because I'm I'm sensing a double standard. I'm sensing a double standard. Uh, Tabitha writes, uh, good morning, let's chop it up. Absolutely, good morning to you. Kelly Prather writes, good morning, everyone. Hey, good morning to you, Kelly. Deborah writes, good morning. Tiffany writes, good morning. Uh, good to see you there. Let me put everybody on the screen here. <laughs> good morning to you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Chris writes, good morning, Choppers. David writes, good morning, Nate and the Choppers. Hey, good morning, everybody. Let me get the Choppers in here, man. Go! Get to the Choppers! Let's do it. Tanika writes, good morning, Nate and the Choppers. Good Go! morning to you. Get to the Choppers! Aaliyah writes, good morning. Good morning, all. Have a wonderful day. Good morning to you. Now, before we get any any deeper into our morning greetings, which I love, that's my favorite part of the show. I love being one of the first people in the media to say good morning to you here locally. We got to get a word in from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you in part by my good friends, our good friends at Renew Community Church. They do a Sunday morning masterclass at 1145 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This Sunday's topic Three Quick Steps to Emotional Happiness. It's a series. You deserve to feel good now. You can tap in on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Cincy Renew, C-I-N-C-I Renew. You can tap in and subscribe on YouTube at Renew Community Church Livestream. If you're interested, check out their website, threedubs.renew communitychurch.org you can download a free ebook and or sign up for perhaps personal or maybe business coaching with Charlie Winburn check them out good morning to you good morning Aaliyah writes uh, good morning all have a wonderful day Gladys writes uh, good morning Nina Choppers enjoy your weekend Kamikia writes uh, good morning woke up ready to cap Cape for yay again, huh? Shaking my head. I'm not caping for yay. I'm caping for men. And in particular, I'm caping for black men. People are seeing that shit with Kanye, and I don't think they're looking at it right. I see all these posts on Facebook and Instagram. People think it's funny and making jokes. That ain't funny to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's not going to respond the way Omarion did to a situation like that. And she wasn't even his wife. This is Kanye's wife. Maybe he still loves her. Trevor Noah trying to say he's some kind of domestic abuser. I would have cussed Trevor Noah's house too. I might have called him a coon too. Shut your fucking ass up and stay out of this. You don't know what's going on over here. You have no idea. Maybe Kanye's still in love with her. All these women, all you all want love, love, love. I want a man to love. Maybe he just love her. 
And maybe he's in his feelings because he's the relationship is not what he wants anymore. That's it. People trying to turn him into some kind of domestic terrorist. He's just in love and he got a lot of money. He got a platform. So his feelings are out in front of everybody. Every time he posts, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people are going to see it. But a lot of men might react like that in a situation like that. You might be in your feelings. You and your wife been together for a long time. Y'all break up. At the time, you sick of her, she sick of you. You, you split up for a little while, you like, damn, I had a good thing going on here. And you try to get back with her, and now she got some nut in bed with her. You're going to be in your feelings, period. Quit acting like you're not. You're going to be effed up, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. But men have to cry in the dark, especially black men. We always got to be tough. We got to be warriors. I don't care about no B. I don't care about this. I don't care about that. Huh? That's not realistic. And so you start putting your feelings out there and these other mofos like Trevor Noah start commenting. You going to react very, very strongly. And that's all I see. You ever heard of stay out of grown folks business? That shit will get you killed in the real world. Getting in somebody else's relationship will get you put in the ground. That's how emotional that is. Why don't we have any empathy and sympathy for Kanye? I don't get it. I don't understand why I'm the only one saying this. I can't be the only one who feels this way. I cannot. Uh, Roy writes, good morning, everyone. Good morning to you, Roy. Didi writes, good morning, good people. Tell me I'm wrong. What I just said was wrong. Nothing I just said was wrong. Nothing I just said was wrong. Nothing I just said is wrong. Maybe he's still in love with her. Love ain't a thing no more. If you was in love with somebody and you wanted them back and they laying in bed with somebody else, how you going to feel about that? You might put up a front, but behind closed doors, you're going to be effed up. You're going to be effed up about that. You're going to want to touch him or her. That's okay. That's all part of this. People acting like, ah, Kanye, she don't want you. Go on. But we don't do that with, uh, with Mary J. Now, it's not that Mary J still wants him. She's weaponized her music as a weapon against her ex. She want everybody to not do business with him. She want everybody to hate him. He got like a scarlet C, right, on his, on his forehead, cheated on Mary J. So it was a C-O-M-J. On his forehead. Cheated on Mary J. I don't care. It's over with. But nobody says that. Why? Because she's a woman. That's why. Straight up gender bias. Or am I missing something? Could be. Uh, Gail writes, good morning, Nate and listeners. It's my birthday today. Celebrating a blessed life. Hey, Gail, good morning and happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm glad you're here. That's great. Good morning to you. So as I've been telling you, we're scheduled to speak with uh, Morgan Harper. She's scheduled to give us a Zoom call here. I see Morgan is backstage. Hey, Morgan, if you can hear me, just just a wave. Okay, she can hear me. Great, great. Now, let me set the table here. Okay, we got some decisions to make, big decisions. Uh, if elected, and maybe more, if I'm wrong about this, Morgan can correct me. If elected, Morgan would be the first woman senator elected from Ohio and the only black woman senator 
uh, ever elected. If I'm wrong about that, she can set me straight. She can set me straight on that. But I want to hear more about her, her platform, and give us some insight as to what kind of senator she would be. All right, Rob Portman, out of here. Yeah, she does have two Democratic challengers. There's a primary process, and then you go into the general election. But uh, let's go straight to it. And again, we'll get. I know the Kanye West. You know, I do this, so I know the Kanye West conversation is hot. We'll get back to that at nine a.m. But I want to talk with Morgan right now. Uh, hey, good morning, Morgan. Hi. I'll have to tune back in for the Kanye conversation. Oh yeah, it's 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 going to be hot. I got a hot take on that. <laughs> How are you? I'm, I'm, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, was I wrong in that? If if elected, th- those are the two uh, very unique distinctions that 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 would that you would be. Yeah, we've never had a black senator from Ohio. Never had a woman senator. Wow. Okay. And never had a, tr- a senator that is truly grassroots. So even more important than the Okay. Well, you know, I've done my homework. So some of these questions on your part, you, you probably heard before. So just forgive me. This It's a different audience, and I just want to make sure that we hit the basics on some cases. And in some cases, I may even know the answers, but I want to make sure we get the audience the information that I think that they need. So let's start with the basics. Who are you? Are you from Ohio? If so, where did you grow up? Okay. Where'd you go to school? Did you go to school here in the States? And tell us about your professional career. And have you ever run for any other elected offices? And really saw firsthand just in many ways that, you know, we don't have a policy problem. We kind of know what it, what it would take to make sure that everybody has access to opportunity. Uh, we have a politician problem. We have a lot of people that are bought, bought and sold out and are not, those are not for us. And if that's going to take, we have to start, you know, electing, electing different types of people and get the money out of politics. So how would you describe yourself? Are you a moderate? Are you conservative? Are you progressive? Like, how would you, I mean, I know that these are cookie cutter sort of, uh, 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 words, but I mean, they are useful to some degree to give people a, an understanding of where you might be coming from. So how would you just, how would you self-describe? How would you describe yourself? Medicare for all, universal health care without support, that is 
100% consider, you know, progressive policies at this moment in the United States of America, but there were prior points in our history where those that policy was pushed by people who would have been described as moderate Republicans. This isn't even something that would be debated, right? That the fact that you can have access to health care regardless of what your employment situation is. So, uh, with everything, it's like, what's the problem we're trying to address? That's my approach. What's an idea to address it? And let's talk if you have other views. But when it comes to health care, for example, I haven't heard anyone that would accomplish universal coverage just to fund the hospital. You know, my view is that if you feel the call to serve, then you should feel the call to serve. Now, I do know that, and I've read that there are some folks that have criticized you because you lost to, is it Beatty? Um, and they're like, well, if you couldn't hold down that in a heavily, you know, blue district, then how do you think you're going to win a statewide race? How would you respond to that? Okay. I'm hearing just a little bit of feedback. I don't know if you got something on in the background or something like that. I'm just saying it's when you're talking. Um, okay. It's it's low, but I, I can just pick it up on my side. I'm not sure if the audience can hear it or not. I just want to, to mention it to you. Uh, we're speaking with U.S. Senate candidate, Ohio U.S. Senate candidate Morgan Harper. She's a Democrat. She's got to go through the primary. And as I understand, it, you've got two challengers. Is, is that correct, Morgan? Okay, and so in your opinion, how are you different from your Democrat challengers in the primary? Well, one, and I am hearing that feedback, and I'm going to open my mic up, so sorry about that. It's all good. Uh, yeah, so you know, one, I'm the only candidate in the race that has committed to not taking corporate PAC money. And this is a really important point, I think, because what, what I saw when I was in Washington is that we have a lot of special interest influence that is driving our politicians, you know, so from big pharma companies take whatever industry you can name. And so when you when you have that, the result is we don't have representatives that are able to be paid to just do what is right. And we need to get this 
trying to reform through legislation, but I'm sort of getting rid of things like the filibuster. That's probably not going to happen anytime soon, but in the meantime, we can start electing people that are just making a commitment to not take that money. Right? Okay. Uh, so that's a really you know, big difference. And, and then I would think, too, I mean, you know, the grassroots, the rogue, powerful person in the party that was like, Morgan, it's your turn. It's, my response is, it's our turn. And that's what I'm looking to, to do, is just be on to someone, not because I'm so great. Washington works. He doesn't care about making a career of doing that. But we use him to do more things, including get things done. So I've also committed to self-imposed term limits. It's the only person in the race that has done that, serving two terms and be ready to pass the baton. Hmm. Um, and then from you know a, a policy perspective, the only one who has committed to universal health care, stood up for things like reproductive rights, a really important love law for the state workers, and um, and really you know coming with the vision too of importantly checking a lot of this concentration of government power that has made it really difficult for us as workers, as small business owners, to compete and gain enough wealth to really be able to invest in our communities and, and get ahead financially. That's, that's the, the vision I have. Okay, uh, so Morgan, you know, our conversation this morning is going to be a mix of my question and also some questions for the audience. So let me go back here because you had mentioned earlier, you did some research this morning about um, – uh, cities in Ohio that had the highest childhood poverty rate. Somebody wants to know, one of the choppers wants to know, can you tell us which are those cities? Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was Cleveland, Dayton, Toledo, Cincinnati are all in that list. I don't remember exactly what the specific location And since you brought it up from a federal level, because um, you would be at the federal level as a U.S. senator, what needs to be done, in your opinion, to address that? Level and clean energy jobs, for example, that also equate small 
stay up to 600,000 because that's going to be they're going to be high paying jobs named after all over the state, not just concentrating all of the new jobs being built in just the big cities as well. And uh, and then to make sure that those jobs are paying enough to win, we have to check what has happened to our economy over the past 40 years, which is concentration of corporate power and make the ultra wealthy get ahead, a few very 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 large corporations, and then the rest of us are kind of like just scrambling for economic scraps. This is not sustainable. And then and to ensure that that folks can participate in the economy in a full way, you need to be a full person. We need to make sure we have universal health care, that health is taken care of, including, importantly, mental health care, including access to addiction recovery services. That needs to be standard, regardless of what your employment situation is. We do not have to look like this, and we are, in fact, the only developing, developed country that puts people through this, that if you happen to lose your job, then you got to go through a bureaucratic process to potentially get health care, that you might have health care premiums that are the same cost as a mortgage. Uh, Morgan Harper is my guest. She is a Ohio U.S. Senate candidate, and uh, if elected, uh, it would be um, it would be history for the state of Ohio. Uh, Drop Squad Fifty Two, uh, who is a Black Republican, only say this so you know the audience is that has some diversity to it. He writes that Congressman Tim Ryan received the endorsement from the Ohio Democrat Party. Is that true? Okay. I mean, you know, the party's going to do what the party's going to do. Joe Eaton is with the Ohio Buckeye Firearms Association. They seem to have a, a lot of uh, influence with the governor. Um, he wants to know, what is your view on gun rights and restrictions, again, from the federal level? What do you think needs to be done? I think we would all agree that something needs to be done. I think there's been a lot of great ideas, common sense ideas that do both. Uh, protect the Second Amendment rights to have a weapon, but also recognize that this ain't 1776. Things done changed. You know, you know, weapon that weapon technology and also human beings, our, our mentality, our social structure, our family structure is different now. But what's your view on that? What, what's your view on gun rights and restrictions from the federal level?
violence, for example, are not able to get weapons as easily, and and making sure that there's safety precautions in place and you know requiring lockboxes and things like that so that we don't have accidents that result in loss of lives of, of children um, and others you know un unintentionally. And um, yeah, and this is this is a big issue now. I mean, I've met so many so many families uh, across the state that have been impacted by gun violence in one form or another. And um, and as I'm sure you know, everybody who's listening knows and, and also knows folks folks that you're forever changed by that. I mean, you see it in people's eyes. It's, you, that never goes away when, when something, you know, whether it's intentional or an accident happens, whether it's suicide. I mean, that's the other thing that we don't always talk about with like the impact of not having stronger protections, that 60% of the incidents of gun deaths in our state are due to suicide, not even always homicide. So, um, and that's the other point I would make here, is in addition to those protections at the federal level, making sure that we're addressing the root causes that are also sometimes leading Incidents of violence, ensuring we have you know, universal access to, to health care, making sure we're creating better job opportunities, mental health care, etc. You know, it's, it's all connected, uh, and uh, and I think it's all it's all possible. And we just need to make sure that we are educating people about what the stats are, and then have a clear policy agenda in Washington to get it done. But importantly, and and this is also something that I believe a lot of gun owners also agree with is organizations like the NRA are not about protecting the right to be able to own a gun. They are about muddying the waters in Washington and driving off these politicians to make sure that we don't have a sensible conversation about this, that everything gets overly politicized and nothing gets done to be able to continue to enrich folks who fund that organization. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about like a national registry indoor background checks? If you mentioned that, I, I apologize, but I want to make sure I ask you that. Yeah, no, I support universal background checks. Okay. Okay. I mentioned, I mentioned that, but I you mentioned okay. It was, it was just on me. Um, so let's talk about the policies. What are and again, I know you've been asked these questions a thousand times, but it's the chop shop, so I'll, I'll do it again. I think it's important for people to know where you're coming from. What are some of the policies that you would um, that you would advocate for if you were elected a U.S. senator? And we can go top three, top five. I mean, whatever is on your mind, but just give us a sense of from a policy perspective, what would you put energy behind? might be so high now. I just met somebody in Akron the other day, the other day that was telling me when he started out working, his deductible was like $1,500, and now it's over $6,000, right? And so this is this is not sustainable for the average working person, and we need to do something about that. So universal health care, Medicare for all. Two, I mean, making sure that we are creating better jobs. Over the past 20 years, most of the jobs that have been created in our state are retail jobs that pay people not a lot of money. So take, for example, you know, I meet a lot of, especially young people, youngish, I mean, getting into their 30s, working at places like Kroger that after seven years of working there, like the woman I met in, in Middletown the other day, you know, 50 cent an hour pay increases. You can't live like that, right? And so in order to do something about that, we need to be creating better jobs, not just any job. And that's why I support investing, creating incentives at the federal level, investing in the clean energy sector. That, by the way, will also address the climate crisis, make us more energy. 
that we don't see ourselves in a financial position with gas prices, for example, as well in our long term. Three, the other thing that I would mention is get free training and education to prepare the next generation and make sure that whether you want to go to a four-year college, whether you want to get you know, experience in the trade, that you are not going to be burdened with debt in order to work that. State of the future. We need to be a state of the future. We are not going to be able to do that by repeating what we've been doing for the past 20 years. And there is absolutely a vision. I have a vision for how we can ensure we are going to be better. Every stage of life moving forward to ensure at the root of it, what is this all about? Strong community. What's my story about? The only way I got a chance to be in a position to live out my potential because my mother you know, had one job, solid, but more importantly, in a lot of ways, we had a community around us that had the bandwidth and wherewithal and care to ensure that we would never fall, fall back. And I wish that for every person across our state. You're speaking about debt. What about student loan debt? Uh, what's your approach? What's your vision for student loan debt across the country, but in the state of Ohio as well? I support canceling student loan debt. That's also a distinguishing position between me and some of my other Democratic primary opponents. And, you know, sometimes, and I was referencing this a little bit earlier, folks like to frame this as some, just some giveaway for irresponsible young people who took on debt. But let's talk about who's taken on debt. First of all, we have a lot of people who are now into their 40s, okay? People like to talk about millennials as if they're going to be young forever, but now millennials are into their 40s that have this level of debt burden, that cannot buy homes because they have multi-hundred-dollar debt payments that they have to pay for and aren't able to be free to make other types of investments. We have grandparents, and you know, I worked at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau after the financial crisis. We did research on this. Grandparents that have been the guarantors of some of this debt that now later in life find themselves also burdened with it. So this is a working class issue for people across the state of Ohio, across the country. We are more than comfortable, it appears, in Washington giving tax breaks to very large corporations to allow them to have room to invest. We need to have that same support for real people and to eliminate it. It will be an economic boom and it will and it will ensure even more importantly that we have people who believe that we're going to fulfill our promises, because this is a promise made in the last election, and will continue to be motivated to show up to work. Yeah, that's that's a huge. Let me drill down this a little bit more because I think there's there's more to it. So you say you're in favor of canceling student loan debt for whom? Is there a dollar amount? Do you make a distinction between people who have been paying their student loan payments on a regular basis, those who have not? Uh, let's drill down just a little bit and tell me, you know, what what your thoughts are. Some level of disenfranchisement 
perhaps $30,000, but then also looking at how, you know, that lies with other programs that are in existence, like existing forgiveness programs as well. We don't want to make sure, we don't want to uh, have people that have been on the road to potentially getting their loans forgiven not qualify for that anymore and just get essentially declined for potentially hundreds of yeah, you know, this is a working class issue that affects a lot of people. That's why I want to spend a little bit more time with it. So would you be in favor of canceling student loan debt that's 80000 a 100000 And again, would you make a distinction between people who have been making payments? And there's some people who haven't been able to afford to make payments at all or very sporadically. Would you also be in favor of forgiving their student loan debt? And if so, entire in its entirety or how do you see that? Have you been satisfied with the job that the Biden administration has been doing? And if so, tell me why. And if not, tell me why not. Uh, you, you talked about the filibuster. If you were in the Senate, would you support or would you not support? Should we do away with the filibuster? Like right now, it seems like Congress, not Congress, but the Senate is not working right. Right. Like it's been rigged. Right. Modern day politicians have figured out how to rig it for their advantage, whether they're in power or out of power. What needs to change, you know, in terms of the rules of the Senate, in your opinion, in order to be more effective for the people? About 40 years or so ago, I mean, we started deregulating a lot of things, 
out financial influence politics and so we have seen an accumulation of power in just a few very large corporations that have fed ultra wealthy into the financialization of our economy that has made it really difficult for small medium-sized businesses and workers to compete and get paid what you are deserved because of that work and because of the deregulation and the change in corporate finance laws we have allowed those same have accumulated all this wealth to essentially buy off our government. Through corporate PACs, that they contribute to campaigns of our politicians, through all the lobbying, through billions of dollars spent on lobbying, all the ads that they push to try to increase the issue, and we don't have a functioning democracy right now. I mean, let's be honest. We, we need to be honest about that. And so for that to change, we have to see people who are going in there, who are more grassroots, who don't have this influence of the corporate money, and who are going to get in there ideas that could actually do something about it and build a coalition of more of those people so that we can get to the place of getting citizens like the Filibusters and actually having those institutional checks and safeguards. Speaking with Morgan Harper. Hey, Morgan, if, if elected, well, let me back this up. Um, let me approach it this way. Are you aware of, and if so, would you be in favor of, if you were a senator, the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act? Uh, Morgan, voices have been rising, and it seems like there is more conversation that we've had in a long time around reparations. Uh, what is your view on reparations? Are you in for it? Are you in favor of it? If you are in favor of it, in what form? In what form? And and why? And and is this an important issue in your opinion? a home is one of the primary 
A little earlier in the conversation, you mentioned the financialization of the government, which I thought, wow, that's interesting. And it may, it rem- of the economy, of the economy, sorry, the economy. And I thought, wow, I, I, that makes sense. I can see it. And it reminded me that you worked uh, with Richard Cordray with the uh, Consumer Financial Protective Bureau. Is that right? Did I say that right? Protection Bureau. Oh, Protection Bureau. Protection Bureau, right. Tell us about your work there. I mean, because as I, as I understood it, um, that was huge. And the work they were doing was pretty significant for working class folks in terms of protecting us as consumers. Is it still doing, is it working the way, of course you've got a new administration. Is it working the way that it was initially thought it would? Uh, and if so, just tell us about the work you did there. And then after you know, doing that survey, that's when we get to become one of the 
advertising. I didn't really have, you know, a portfolio of issues that I was responsible for, including Twitter workers. Ohio used to be one of the states with the highest interest rates in the country on Twitter alone. I'm bringing up interest issues, uh, which is a big, big priority of the agency. We developed rules that were going to be the first federal-level rules to apply to that market. And uh, we can introduce more of what happened there, but uh, we had to change the administration, blah, blah, blah. That's a whole other conversation. But, you know, looking at that, credit reporting, you know, it used to be that you wouldn't know so easily what your credit report was, but this year we keep going through and looking for more transparency there. And overall, about $12 billion back to 28 million consumers in just a few years. So, yeah, CFPB is huge during the Trump administration. There was a lot of stripping away of resources to make sure that the agency wasn't as impactful, but now we have a new, there's a new director, and it will bring back a lot of business to uh, speaking with Morgan Harper. So Morgan, and we talked, we started to show the, the interview with this, that if elected, you would be the first woman senator from Ohio and the first black woman senator elected from Ohio as well. That's correct. Is that something, and again, I know you've probably been asked this before, but is, is that something that you think that voters should consider? And if so, why? I think it's both, and you know, both matter. I, I believe you know both in terms of their representation, but then also in the policy agenda that I think is going to serve us now on campaign March. And look forward to just continuing to talk to more people about you know what we what we need from our leadership in the United States Senate, and hopefully people buy into <laughs> my being that that leader. Well, Morgan, thank you for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been very interesting. I hope that um, we can stay connected. And I wish you the best. I wish you the best. Yeah, no, for sure. And if I could just say one more thing. Sure. Because just to make sure folks have a little information, it's a little bit of a strange time politically, just like always in Ohio, but uh, I don't know how much you all we can talk about this on the podcast already, but with the, the news draw, the mask and all of that, we think the primary will be May 3rd, but there's the chance that this is continued. And so, you know, we're potentially just a little under 50 days out from our primary. And we have a real decision to make as, you know, people who identify as Democrats running because I think I put us in the best position to do that and I just encourage folks to 
uh, while I'm researching, if you have any other questions, I'll make sure that I'll put some platforms and things that I'm going to talk about over here. Hey, Morgan, one last question. I'm, I'm notorious for this. Um, but I have to ask you about this. I'd be remiss in my in my duties as a talk show host. What type, if elected as a U.S. senator, what type of uh, federal judges and or Supreme Court judges would you support or would you be looking for? Because right now we're talking about the the nomination of the first black woman to the Supreme Court. If elected, you very well could have an opportunity to vote on other Supreme Court justices. Who, what type of characteristics would you be looking for in a Supreme Court justice? Morgan, thank you for your time. I wish you the best. And again, let's stay connected. Thank you for your time again. Most F. Uh, that's Morgan Harper, everybody. I'm not sure if that's the first time. I know she's done a bunch of interviews. They've done a, a, a bunch of uh, um, uh, debates. And perhaps you've seen her other places. But I wanted to make sure we got a chance to talk with her here, with us here, uh, with the Chop Shop. And uh, give me your thoughts. You know, what do you think? Um you know, I mean, God, I could spend three hours talking to her, literally. Um, and I, in every second, every every question I asked her, I, I've got two or three follow-ups I could have given her, but we just don't have enough time. So I wanted to try to give us a nice little overview and hit the, the major points and maybe drill down here and there. And I think I did that. But I want to get you get a sense of what you think about Morgan Harper. And she's certainly right about that May 3rd primary. We don't know because... Uh, the Ohio Supreme Court keeps kicking back uh, the maps that the Republican majority uh, is submitting because it's heavily gerrymandered. Uh, I'm going to reach out to the other Democrat candidates and so we can get a sense of who everybody is because this is Ohio. I'm broadcasting live in Cincinnati. What happens in Columbus matters to Cincinnati. It matters to all of us. So I'm doing my due diligence. So tell me what you think. Tell me what you think about her. But first, we're going to take a quick little break. I'll come right back. 
Don't go anywhere. It's the Nathan Ivey Show, live, local, and vocal, brought to you by Sin Digital Media. And their mission is simple, amplify black and brown voices. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's the last honest place in Cincinnati media. It's the Nathan Ivy show. Today's show is brought to you in part by my friends over at Renew Community Church. They do a Sunday morning live stream masterclass at 1145 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, this Sunday's topic, three quick steps to emotional happiness. It's a series. You deserve to feel good now. You can watch live on Facebook at facebook.com backslash CC Renew. And you can also watch live on YouTube at Renew Community Church live stream. They also offer a free ebook and personal coaching or maybe business coaching. All you have to do is go to their website, three dubs as in W's dot Renew Community Church dot O R G. Good morning. So I want to reset the table a bit here. We just spoke with uh, Morgan Harper. I appreciate her time this morning, keeping us up to date, keeping us educated about what's going on. I'm Nathan Ivey, a.k.a. Flo Sinatra, a.k.a. M.A. Greatness, a.k.a. One Man, One Microphone, One Mission, a.k.a. I.V. Straight Bar E. Good morning to you. Let's get back into it. Since we're doing a.k.a.s, I can do it, too. Good morning to you. So what'd you think? I'd like to know what you thought. What'd you think of her? Also, I want to get back into our cover story. Our cover story is we're talking about Kanye West. Somebody said, it's not a hot topic. We're tired of it. I think my take is hot. I haven't heard anybody with this take. I've got a unique perspective on it, something that I, I feel very strongly about. Like, why is Kanye West being shamed because his ex-wife has a boyfriend? 
You don't have no control of what another person does. You have no control. You in a long time, or you in a marriage or a short term, whatever marriage relationship with somebody, y'all split for whatever reason, that other person is going to do what they want to do. And we already know how some women are. Where the women's at? We know how you are. Some women's, when they break up with one dude, they're going to run right to another dude. It's called the rebound. That's how some women's are. Tell me I'm wrong. Some of your girlfriends might even suggest it. Girl, get you a new one and get over him. So that's what Kim Kardashian is doing. See, I see these issues as just bigger than just them. They're dealing with the kind of stuff that we all deal with. Everybody's dealt with a breakup. You know what I see when I look at Kanye West? I see a motherfucking musical genius. That's what I see, number one. But I see a man who's just in love. Maybe that's what the issue is. Trevor Noah out here talking about he's a stalker. Look, Trevor, just because something happened to your mama, and I'm very sympathetic and it's tragic, it don't mean that every man is acting like the man that did something to your mama. A lot of human beings project the trauma that happens to them or happened to them onto other people in other situations. Why? Because they're sensitive to it. All right. Kanye West is harmless. I want to say shout out to Big Draco. Shout out to Big Draco this morning. Big Draco understands, a.k.a. Soldier Boy. He posted a video where he was telling, uh, what's, what's his name, Pete Davidson, the new boyfriend of Kim Kardashian, watch your mouth, homie. You out here talking about, these are married people. These are ma- Getting involved in married people's relationship will get you cut into little pieces. Don't you know that? You don't get involved with somebody else's business like that. And if you're the rebound boyfriend, I think there's an etiquette to it. Now, you can do what you want to do, but that shit catches up with you, homie. Anybody can get caught. Anybody can get touched. Don't think you untouchable, Pete. Don't think you can't be in the same situation with a woman you love in the near future. Just bad taste. This whole thing with D.O. Hughley, I understand that Kanye threatened him. But, I mean, if you get threatened by somebody that you know is either got some mental health challenges or is in their feelings, You're going to respond like it's some kind of serious threat. I don't do that. Maybe I'm different. But every little person, every little thing a man say to me, it depends on whether I'm, I feel like they're a threat. If you ain't no threat to me, I give you a pass. If you're a threat, that's another hand. That's another issue. This little small stuff. Who got time for the small stuff? Life's too short. D.O. Hughley is wrong in the way that he's been responding. He's been responding like he's shaming Kanye Because his ex-wife got a girlfriend or he got a boyfriend. And you know what it is? It goes back to black men are not allowed to be openly dealing with mental health issues. Black men are not allowed to be in their feelings. We got to act like Omarion. What did Omarion say when DJ Vlad was asking him about his his baby mama, his ex-girlfriend hooking up with his bandmate Lil Fizz? What did he say famously? We all loved it, right? I don't feel no ways. That's what couples do, right? With a little smile. Oh, he was a G for that. That's gangster. That's what Lil Boosie said. Uh, Omarion handled that like he was from the streets. I saw the video. So that's the only way a black man can deal with it? Yo, check it. Maybe Kanye is in love with Kim. Maybe he realizes he made a mistake. Maybe he's trying desperately to get back with the woman that he loves. I mean, they do have children together. Maybe that's what it is. 
Maybe he's like every other motherfucker out here who can get in their feelings sometime and sometimes they get away from you. Why got to be some, he a stalker and he's dangerous and he's crazy. The motherfucker got his feelings hurt. Don't act like you ain't never had your feelings hurt before. Don't act like that. Quit fronting. But I know, I know, everybody got to have armor on. You got to be tough. Nothing matters. I don't care. I don't care what a B do. That's her body. I don't care what he do. I don't care what my wife do. Huh? That ain't realistic. Trevor Noah, keep your mouth closed. We don't want to hear what you think about their relationship. Shut the fuck up. You out here trying to score points with the women's. Like, I, I support the women's. You're trying to score points with the women's and using the tragedy of their relationship. That's what you're doing. Hey, Drop, I know you're on the line, brother, coming straight to you. Same thing with DL. You're trying to use this tragedy to score points and make yourself look a certain way. I think it's beneath them. I think less of the people involved, quite honestly. I do. That's just me. But I'm just bit a little differently than some of these regular, degular Negroes out here. I'm not a regular, degular Negro. That's that's basic. I'm not basic. You know what I'm saying? Leave that man alone. The same way if you was going through a divorce and you caught up in your feelings, you might be saying the dumbest shit out. You go, people going to do dumb shit when they get emotional. Tell me I'm wrong. Meanwhile, Mary J has weaponized her music career against her ex. Got whole albums and whole songs talking about him. Why? It's over. And where are the black women's? Why aren't you saying nothing to Mary J? Kendu, let me get this real quick. Kendu, come on, this ain't no hot take. This is a super fire hot take. Hold on, because it's the truth. It needs to be told. Nothing, nothing is hotter than the truth. I mean, if you type Mary J right now, I guarantee you one of the top things that come up in your Google search is her talking about how she got cheated on. That was fucking years ago. It was years ago. Get over it. Get your new boo like Kim did. But that's okay. It's okay for her to weaponize her music, and that's what she's done. She's weaponized her music, try to hurt that black man because he hurt her feelings. Nobody says a word. Where you at, Tracy? Where you at, Jerrica? Where all the pro-black women's in the chop shop at? Nobody says a word, but Kanye is crazy. Stop it. I ain't having it. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Mr. Ivy. Oh, Nate. Man, you are funny as hell with this with this Kanye topic. And oh, by the way, it's Friday. I ain't got no job. Oh, that's right. I'm retired. How you doing, Nate? I'm I'm excellent, brother. How you doing? Man, you you are killing me, Nate. You had me laughing my ass off over here. But stay on this topic, brother. Stay on this topic. And before I get to that, I just want to give a shout out to Miss Morgan. I mean, uh, Morgan Harper, I wish her the best of luck. And she definitely has a future in politics. Now, Nate. She's sharp. I noticed some. Huh? I said she's sharp. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, man. She looked good. Senator Ronald Lackey, you got some competition out there. But uh, I know Ronald Lackey running for state senate. But, Mm -hmm. um, Nate, Nate, something is going on with this Kim Kardashian 
Pete Davidson, Kanye West, Trevor Noah, old ass D.L. Hughley, Mr. Ivy. What color is Pete Davidson? I believe he's a white male. I think. He, he appears to be a okay. white male. Yeah, he looks white. He ain't Sean King. He is white. Nate, what is wrong? Did Kanye, was he the one who finally made Kim Kardashian say, I might go black, but I ain't going back? You sound like Dio Hughley. That's what he said on Twitter. Mr. Ivy, these people are entertainers. They are media savvy. Kanye West is a, is a multi-billionaire. Kim Kardashian is a billionaire. I don't know, Mr. Ivy. I, again, it's a personal thing, and, and they have a family, and it's sad to see that that family is broken up, and these entertainers uh, like Pete Davidson and, and DL and, and Trevor Noah playing these games in the streets trying to get clicks and all that kind of stuff. It is, it is what it is. We live in that environment. But, Mr. Ivy, you had me dying laughing. You right on point with everything you said. You throwing in some cuss in the day. Man, Mr. Ivy, I, <laughs> I wasn't even going to call. But, you, I mean, you just had me dying. And it's rare that you have me laughing like this. I mean, but you on one, stay on it because it's Friday. And it's free flow Friday. So, again, Mr. Ivy, it's something going on. Kim Kardashian is laying up with a white dude. I don't know, Nate. Maybe she's saying Kanye West. That's it. No more brothers in my life. <laughs> so, thank that. you for taking my call. I well, that. I don't know, Mr. Ivy. go back for too long. Well, we'll find out. We will find out because I got a feeling this little story, this scenario, that's happening with those four people, and it's going to be probably more jumping in because they're looking at the algorithms, Nate, and you've been on YouTube long enough. You know how those algorithms work. If you're saying the wrong thing or not saying the right thing, your shit going to get pushed to the back. But, again, this is Kanye West, and the man has a huge following as well as Kim Kardashian. And I want to give a shout-out to Kim because she's pretty much, I haven't heard her comment very much publicly, but again, who knows what's being done on Instagram and all those other places where I don't mess around with. But, but anyway, I'm going to let you go, Nate. I'm sure some other people want to call in, especially Tracy. Where you at, Tracy? Where You've been trying Tracy? to trigger her. Tracy. You've been trying, Nate. I hope, <laughs> I hope she calls in. But, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> thank you for taking my call, Mr. Ivy. It's Friday. I ain't got no job. Oh, that's right. I'm retired. Drop squad 52. Drop the science to anyone who wants to catch it. Be safe in the streets, choppers. Hey, be Thanks, safe, mate. bro. Appreciate the calls. He dropped the science. He was hilarious for that. <laughs> uh, don't forget, I'm going to do a special broadcast today at 1 p.m. And I'm doing a special broadcast to speak with a special guest. Her name is Cerise Castle. And she has been exposed in the history of the L.A. deputy gangs. I'll say it again. The L.A. Sheriff Department deputy gangs. She's saying that there's gangs, white supremacist gangs inside the L.A. Sheriff's Department. They've been operating for a while. I think it's fascinating. 
And it makes you wonder, is that is that happening where you live? I told her I lived in Cincinnati, Ohio, and you won't believe what she said about the Hamilton County Sheriff's Department. You will not believe it. So make sure you tap in at 1 p.m. today. If you miss it, you don't get a notification, we'll go live from CDM's page here on Facebook. Then uh, I'll play the clips again on Monday for you. You can check it out. But I saw on The Breakfast Club, and I thought, you know what? That's one of the best interviews they've ever done. One of the best interviews I've ever heard them do before. So I want to talk to I want to talk to her. Jerrica writes, is this is this her only song? No, it's not her only song. You talking about, about Kendu? No. No. And again, that's her brand. Her brand is, you know, pain music. You know, Negro did me wrong and now I'm trying to get back. I'm going I'm going to survive. And that kind of thing. And again, I don't make light of it because I think obviously she has an audience because she's connecting, but nobody ever challenges Mary J on that, especially none of the black women's. Y'all don't say a damn word, just like with your friends. Y'all friends do stuff that if a man did it, you say he was basically Satan on earth. But when your friends do it, it's like, hee hee, kiki, it's funny. Huh? Where is the consistency? Uh, TNT writes, she was awesome. Speaking of uh, Morgan Harper, oh, yeah, she's sharp. She was definitely sharp. I mean, you have to make your decision for yourself. We'll see if she gets through the uh, primary. And uh, I plan on talking with all of the challengers, uh, all of the candidates between now and the primary. And, you know, I'll give them all the same amount of time. And there'll probably be some similar questions as well. I want to get a sense of who they are. And then you can make your own decision. Like, you may go back to their websites and figure out for yourself whether you think. Again, I don't do political endorsements because the door is open for anybody. We'll talk to independents here. We, we'll, we'll run ads for independents, Democrats, Republicans. As long as it's not somebody who I think is a, an overt threat to our community and they own some racist-ish or some dumb-ish, we got space for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would never run any ads for Bruce Hoffbauer because – I thought he was bad for our, the black community specifically. I, I don't want to be, I don't need your money. Keep it. Go spend your money other ways. Not over here. Um, if it's a difference of policy agreement, that's, that's nothing. That's nothing. I mean, people got differences in policy agreement. I'm not here to, to restrict somebody's access because of that. So, uh, Ron Rice, you are definitely the only one with this monthly flow. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Nathan Samuels. <laughs> I've been Nathan Luther King. That's another AKA Nathan Luther King. And now Nathan Samuels. <laughs> Let me write these down. Nathan Luther King. And now Nathan Samuels. <laughs> I think Kevin Samuels gets a bad rap. Actually, the brother's on point. I like him. I like him. Kevin Rice. Ugh. You uh uh back to the candidate. Don't nobody care about Yay and Pete. It's not about Yay and Pete. It's that people are missing it. It's about us. Because how many people have had relationships that ended? Probably every last one of us. How many people out there have had marriages that ended? Well, about fifty five percent of marriages end. So it ain't really about them. It's about the 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 evergreen issues that are present in the conversation. That's that's what I do. That's my wheelhouse. You know what I'm saying? So what I see, I want to reiterate what I see. What I see is a black man is in his feelings because he's lost a woman that he loves. Now, you might say, hey, he should react this way or react that way, but that's what I see. I don't see somebody that's like a domestic abuser, people trying to call him a stalker. Black man in love, he won his woman back, and now he a stalker. Stop it. Love ain't a thing no more. 
And and let me get this article with Kendu Isaacs. You got to see this. You think I'm making it up, don't you? He said Mary J's music basically has been weaponized against him. And that it's affected his business. Mary J quietly settles divorce with ex Kendu Isaacs before her big night at the Oscars. You want to know what date that was? March 5th, 2018. God damn it, that was four years ago. And she's still caught up with what happened. And I guess it was emotional. I'm not trying to make light of it. But I'm just saying, like, you want the world to hate your ex because he cheated on you? Come on, yo. Come on, yo. Don't nobody say a damn thing about it. Don't nobody. That's that's like, that's a form of stalking. She has weaponized. Her R&B music is a weapon against her ex. I mean, I mean, listen, do I feel sorry for Ken do? I mean, hey, you know, you know, it comes with territory. You know what I'm saying? You knew you was dealing with a pop star. You knew the possibility of it, but I'm just saying, you know, I want to make this point this morning. What do you think? Uh, Kevin writes, uh, you can't bring on the fire caddies and then discuss dumb shit, Nathan Ivy. I disagree with all of that. Uh, I absolutely can so what you're telling me, Kevin, and you got this completely wrong, is I'm supposed to talk about Morgan Harper for the rest of the show? If you, There's nothing stopping you from bringing up your thoughts and your feelings about her. The, 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 the floor is there. Uh, but this is not a dumb shit topic. You just don't understand, bro. That's why I'm here, because I understand. I understand completely. Uh, Jared, writes, Jared writes, he's using his family to clout Chase, in my opinion. I got no respect for it. He's using his family. Who's using their family, Jared? Who's using their family? I don't understand. Vernon writes, then Kanye should have kept his business on the internet. All I'm saying is I make a distinction between just normal everyday folks on the internet. You write about that, Vernon. You put something on the internet, people are going to react. I'm talking about people like Trevor Noah getting involved. You're a big time star. Stay the fuck out of it. Go do whatever you go. Get some jokes together for your next show or something like that. Stay out of their business. We don't need to hear your opinion about another person's divorce. And D.O. Hughley. And people said, uh, I forget who it was yesterday, and I did see it. They were like, no, because I made the point that D.L. got his own skeletons. And what I said was is that D.L. doesn't want somebody bringing that ish up. I know he brings it up because that's how I know about it. I, I saw the video of him talking about it on Vlad TV. What I said was he wouldn't like it if somebody else was bringing up his dirt, throwing it in his face. Dio had a baby out of wet like, cheated on his wife, and then wasn't there for the child. The child got abused by the baby's mama's boyfriend and was killed. I blame DL. You the father. I blame him. He don't want somebody getting all into that. People stay away from it because it's highly emotional. It might even be called disrespectful to throw it up in a man's face. Right? Nobody, You don't hear nobody throwing it up in his face. You didn't see Kanye, Kanye West throw that in his face. Kanye was talking about how he was dressed. All I'm saying is levels to it. It's levels to it. It's just some places you shouldn't go. That's all I'm saying. But I know... 
in today's world, it's all about the clicks and whatever gets you more likes and whatever gives you more visibility and whatever you got to do to to get more Twitter followers and more IG followers. Anything goes. Okay. I get it. I mean, it's the world we live in. I'm just saying, damn, we ain't got no standards. So I make a distinction, Vernon, from big time stars like D.O. Hughley and people like me, you and me, just average Joes out here. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. Uh, Gladys writes, 100% with you, Gladys. Thank you, Gladys. Thank you. Finally, the women's stood up and kept it 100. Finally. Uh, Shiva writes, in addition to all that you are saying, those are his children. Every parent has a right to be concerned about the kind of person that's around their children. Diverse is messy. Thank you, Shiva. Those are his babies. She is correct. You get divorced. You don't know who these strange people are around your children. You in your feelings, one, because you in love and you can't be with the person you love. You in your feelings, too, because you're not you don't have the same access to your kids that you used to. And now this nigwa who's being super careless and, 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 and super reckless talking ish to you is the same person that's in the environment with your children. That's going to raise your antenna. It's going to make you feel like, hmm, I got a problem here. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And there's not a, there, there are very few people, because I can't say 100%. There are very few people that if you were in a similar situation, you wouldn't be in your feelings. I might be in your feelings. Now, I might deal with it differently. I might feel all of this stuff, but I ain't going to put it on social media. Because let's say me and the wife, you break up and it's, uh, you know, it's uh, contentious. And she got some new nigwa, right? She all up on Instagram with the new nigwa. I'm going to feel a certain way about that. Maybe I probably would. I'm not going to go on social media, even if I wanted to, because I wouldn't want her to know. I wouldn't get her the satisfaction. I'm just being, I'm just, I'm an asshole like that. I'm a Virgo. I'm not, I'm in my feelings, but you'll never know about it. You know, that kind of ish. That's the way I would deal with it. Kanye West is dealing with it differently. That's all I'm saying. But let's go to the phones. Uh, Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Nathan Ivy. What up, Kev? What's up, man? Yeah, welcome um, to the show. So, thank you, bro. That was a fire interview. Now, I'm sorry, man, but uh, get to the candidate. I don't want to talk about this Pete stuff. I, and I get it. I understand what you're saying about fairness and equity and all that stuff, and that it's Friday. But you can't bring on fire candidates, bro, and then not discuss the fire candidate. Okay. We've discussed it. Sounded amazing. I, 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 absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to pivot this back. I ain't even gonna lie. I tell the truth. I, I'm, 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 I'm being, I'm being, uh, um, I'm trying to pivot this back. Anyway, that sounds fantastic, right? But there's a couple of questions. You, you ran for Senate. You weren't able uh, to win. I know she said, well, you know, it's different because now it's, it's uh, um, an open seat as opposed to you know, kind of a legacy candidate situation and things like that. But I need to know, you know, did she, has she gained ground? I still don't know who this person is. I'm pretty astute on politics and, and I vaguely remember her running, uh, you know, a campaign before, but you trying to win in Cincinnati, Toledo and all of these places. And I haven't seen any ads on television or anything that's, you know, kind of hyping you up. 
And I heard her say something about grassroots, but I didn't hear a call to action where she said, hey, join my campaign and help me win. I heard her say, go to my website at the very end there. You know, I'm just like, man, you know, how do do you have an opportunity to to really make an impact, given that there's people out there like a Josh Mandel who really does have, you know, name recognition and and other folks like that uh, who I 100 percent. And when you say people that I'm afraid <laughs> that don't have our best interest at heart, you know, folks like that are the people I'm worried about because they do have that brand recognition. So, so how do we how do we position people, you know, like like Morgan, uh, to be in in a, in a place where they can win? Well, it starts with and awareness. I, I think it starts with interviews just like this. It starts with awareness. It, it people does. just being aware of who the candidates are. But then, and so after that comes the follow up, right? Because honestly, you know, I'm 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 honest to say that you know, and you were in radio too. You know that every year, WEBN starts putting up them boards, right? Right about the time that Billboard's going to start taking, or uh, what's going to start taking uh, uh, note on on who's the who's got the biggest reach. So you know, EBN puts up stupid billboards that don't make any sense, but give them name recognition, right? So we have these great interviews, and then the people, those candidates, they leave, and that person leaves your mind. Now, the hope is that at some point in the future, you know, you see that name, and you're like, oh, man, and I remember her. She was fired. But if you don't talk about her a month and a half from now, who's going to know Morgan? You know what I'm saying? So that's my thing for the broader community. You know, how do we keep these folks? If you feel this person is relevant, if you think that she can, I think that one of the biggest issues I have with her personally is she's for the entire progressive agenda i I love the idea of the progressive agenda but i don't know if the progressive agenda if your name is not sherry brown can win in the the state of ohio this ain't a city race this ain't a you know me and you race Uh, you know uh you you, uh, (laughs) i guess you should be for reparations but if if that's not part of my platform i would have pivoted and been like you know what that's not part of the platform right now let me get into office. We can start talking about how we can make that happen. I I think that you got to be kind of more broad-based, a little bit more. We keep saying intentionality, but we're not intentional with the way we run our candidates. And then when they lose, we're like, yeah, the Democrats don't fight fair. They don't, they don't fight like the Republicans. You know what I'm saying? Because Republicans find somebody that they're like, oh, well, you for the idiot that just left the um, left the White House? Okay, well, you know. 70, 80 percent of the country's for him. We're gonna run that guy. You know, they don't they don't worry about the other people out there that are actually sensible and they're like, no, that dude was an idiot and he should never have been in office. Don't worry about that. They're like, we wanna win. So I'm like, you know, and you had asked this a while ago, you know, do we need to do we need to start running our campaigns and, and running our, our candidates the way the Republicans do? I in a way I say no. Some of the stuff they do is just wrong. You know, uh, this whole thing about uh, gerrymandering, even though both sides do gerrymander, that is true. Um, This this whole thing about suppressing the vote and things like that. No, we shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. But as far as being intentional and making sure that we have a candidate that actually can win and not a primary, because if we're being honest, it doesn't matter if you win the primary. It matters if you win the general, especially when we're looking at a Senate that's 50-51. Every seat we pick up is an opportunity to win. You know, I, I, I ain't never ran a race, man, where I was trying to make it to the end. 
I'm trying to win. Now, if somewhere in that, you know, there's 40 other people that are faster than me, well, I can't do anything about that. I'm going to run as hard as I can, and I'm going to put myself in a position to win if I can. So, you know, and I'm and if I'm not the best person to run, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you look at the team and you like, well, you're the fifth man, or you let's say you're the sixth man, and you got five starters, you don't go out there and say, Coach, put me in and take out one of them starters. If he's better than you, let him play. We want to win. I, you know, I, again, let's pivot back. I think that she brought articulation was amazing. Understands the issues, absolutely. Um, I'd like to know more about her background, so I probably will go on her uh, her website. Uh, I wish you, um, if you if you can, Nate, you know, um, post a link or something. If there's something available to her, I heard what she said, and I've got her name, so I can look it up. But uh, you know, I don't know that everybody will put in that kind of work. And I'm not saying anybody's lazy. I'm just trying to make it, you know, uh, more possible. We want the best candidate that can win, man. I don't care who that is. I just, I'm like, we can't give up seats. And Ohio's important. You know, they say the road to the White House goes through Ohio. It, it really does. And, and so, you know, now that we got the White House, how do we support the White House? Well, we got to win in the, we got to win in the next election, right? We got to win in the, in this midterm in order to actually see some of the things that are being benched come to fruition. I've taken too much time already. I'm going to get off of here, man. Uh, okay. you know, now you only got 11 minutes to discuss <laughs> this very important topic. Again, though, man, fire on these interviews. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, bro. Yep, Fantastic. expect more, brother. Thanks, bro. Yep, take it Thanks. easy. I've already got take the it. next month, month and a half lined up, and I'm opening, uh, got some spaces for more. Again, I'm just a naturally curious person, and this is my wheelhouse. This is part of my brand as a talk as a Talk show host, I look at myself more as a creative entrepreneur these days, less than a talk show host, uh, more of an influencer. But um, I'm just naturally curious about the world around us, and I want to bring people that I can learn from and just get a sense of what's happening culturally, politically, around the world, uh, around not just around the block, but around the country, around the world. And uh, I'm going to do just that. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. What's up, brother Nate? What's going on on this Friday. Hey, I'm doing well, Daryl. Daryl from Atlanta, man. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, I just did. You get a chance to check out that video with uh, with uh, Beasley? I man. have not. I'll probably check it out later Woo. today. I got some yeah, work, okay, some work I got to do. I got an interview later at one no. p.m. and then probably over the weekend I get to check it out because I definitely want to see it. Yeah. I definitely want to see it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's yeah. powerful, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You gonna you gonna. It, it, it's gonna hit you. Trust okay. me, it's gonna hit you. Okay, I love what the, um, the Pivot Podcast is doing. I love, I love what everybody. Oh yeah, that. they definitely got something special. Okay, hey uh, man, if you get a chance, <laughs> you need to go. Man, I, this the young lady you had on. She, like you said, she's sharp. That's a good word. I just realistically, I'm, I'm like, she probably don't have the money. I don't know what, you know, I don't know how our grassroots groups are doing and raising money for her. Um, but she's sharp. She's going to, she's going to be around. If she don't get in this time, she's going to be back. Trust me. She'll be back. She's sharp. Um, 
but Gary Chambers in Louisiana, bruh, he, and and I'll and I'll give you the reference if you don't know the name. He's the brother that's running for Senate to smoke the blunt, right? In his in his political man, he came out. <laughs> he came out with another video burning the Confederate flag, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware. Yep. Oh, you saw you yeah. saw it. Okay, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm just I'm bringing him up because not only does he do things to really trigger people, but he really um, he's really on knowing the numbers of you know like you know get out the vote and the percentages of black people that didn't show up and how to get to those people to get them out and register new voters. He really has his grassroots uh, movement, and he's working with other groups uh, and following some of the things we did here in Georgia with New Georgia Project, Black Voters Matter. And I would suggest that uh, this young lady, if she hasn't already reached out, reach out to Black Voters Matter because Ohio is pivotal, and we need Ohio. So... That's all I got to say, bro. Yeah, thanks for the call, man. Yeah, I'm aware of Gary Chambers. I think it's Gary Chambers Jr. And he became, he got on my radar screen back in uh, a couple years back, 2020 maybe, because there was a video of him going in on some school board members down there in, um, in East Baton Rouge, bound in Louisiana. He went off. He went off. Went to the school board meeting and let them have it. And at the time, we was dealing with our own school board issues, right? So, you know, it was very, very relevant. And it hit my radar screen. So, yeah, he is running for – is he running for Senate, I believe it is? Yeah, he's running for Senate. So, uh, and um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I did reach out to Gary Chambers. That was back then. I haven't re- heard back from him. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't. Uh, Gladys writes, I saw her on the Breakfast Club. Very good information of the good old boys. Okay, so you saw that too? Brenda writes, weaponize, question mark. Ask Vivian Green. Uh, Kamiki writes, it's very shameful to make excuses for abusive behaviors. I personally know women emotionally and physically harmed by men who won't let go. There should not be the behaviors real men condone. And you know what, Kamiki, I'm going to flip that. There are men out there who are dealing with women who won't let go. But men cry in the dark. When men cry or when we plead, it's looked upon as weakness. Shut up. You a man. So you're right. But that doesn't mean that this is Kanye. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's, it, why do we do this with black men? Black man walks in. He's got on a mask for COVID. He's got on a scully and some sunglasses into the bank. The bank teller assumes he's got a gun. Black man loses his wife. She got a whole other dude laying up in bed with her. He's emotional about it. People assume he's a domestic violence abuser. Why, why do we jump to these assumptions when it comes to black men? Now, we know that Ryan Cooley was, was, uh, was honest because he got Wakanda forever money. He ain't got to steal. But how could a black man possibly have $12,000? How could a, a black man possibly have $12,000? If he had went in there and the amount was lesser, if he had asked for 500 bucks, she wouldn't have been as suspicious. And you know it and I know it. People keep making motherfucking excuses. He walked into the bank strange. He walked into the bank like everybody else. 
That woman, that black woman had implicit bias. Oh, my God. How could he have $12,000 in his account? You know, the white man has been very successful in systematically oppressing and crushing you. How you got $12,000? If he had walked in there and asked for for $120, she never would have had a problem with it. It wouldn't have been as suspicious. What made him suspicious is that the amount of money he was asking for and his skin color. Please stop playing with me. Everybody can see that. Same thing with Kanye. Kanye has lost his wife. It is clear. It happens sometimes. He's in his feelings. Right? Like I said, shout out to Soldier Boy because Soldier Boy put out a video checking Pete Davidson. Like, hold on, homie. We ain't going to do all that. Finally, a real man shows up. Come on, man. You ain't got to do all that. Just live your life. If you enjoying your time with her, enjoy your time with her. Have some class with it. Because there's consequences. <laughs> there's consequences always. That's all I'm saying. Meanwhile, Mary J has weaponized her music against her ex-husband. He puts out a video or he does an interview in which he says, you know, listen, every time she makes a song talking about me, it affects my business. Nobody says a word. That's okay. They got divorced four years ago. Pre-COVID. Like, well, just as COVID was starting, right? Because that was March. That was just when COVID was hitting. Nobody says a word. Diddy writes, but do you get on social media and bitch about it to the world and expect world not to say nothing back? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Diddy. Tell that to Mary J. She keeps bitching about a relationship that ended four years ago. You and other black women's don't say nothing about that. You don't say nothing about that. And look at the way you frame it. But do you get to go on social media and bitch about it? So now a black man can't even be in his feelings because he's in love with a woman. Maybe he messed up. It happens all the time. I don't know the particulars of all I'm just saying is give this black man some space to grieve and mourn his lost relationship without everybody assuming the absolute worst and the negative making jokes. A grown black man, DL Hughley is making jokes about the penis size of the boyfriend of Kim Kardashian. What kind of man does that? That's the bitch move. Nobody says a word except for yours truly because it's my job to keep things 100. I've got to do it. It's a heavy burden, but uh, I'm built for it. I'm built for it. But let me finish our whole world. This a man repeatedly and not say anything back. It depends on what's going on. I've had people say all kind of stuff to me. I never respond because it's small potatoes. Tiss, tiss with a flick of my wrist. Or I realize where this man or this woman is coming from. I'm like, oh, I know what their problem is. I just smile and keep going. You ain't got to respond every time somebody say something to you. And you don't. Most people don't respond every time somebody say something to you. Use a damn lie you tell me you do that. Well, I'm going to check everybody to say something. Knock it off. No, you don't. Because it's beneath you. It's beneath you. And that little stuff between DL and Kanye, it was beneath DL, but DL wants to be relevant. And so he's going to try to use this situation right here to try to keep himself relevant with the internet. I see right through it. 
I see right through it. My time is short, family. Shiva writes, MJB needs to just own the fact that she is mad and that she had the right to check. Her issue is money, not a lost relationship. If she had cheated and did not have to write the check, it would be different. I think it's both of them, right? You're right. It is the money, Shiva. You're right. But so what? It's over with. It was four years ago. The judge said what the judge said. It's over with. You going to weaponize your music for the rest of your life against your ex-husband? I wouldn't want to be with her. I wouldn't F with Mary J. Not on no serious tip. Because I see how you are. I don't want to deal with that. And we can have a little fun fun. Other than that, that's it. Why would I want to be with you when I see how you treated your ex? I don't got time for that. Later for that. You'll be writing songs about me. I ain't got time for it. Angela writes, dude is in Mary's pick pocket so she can keep singing about it. Kendall, get your own money. Then she can stop singing about you. Geez. See, see, women ain't got the black women's ain't got no compassion for the black man. Y'all ain't got no compassion whatsoever. He, he in her pockets. He's not in her pockets. That's just modern day divorce. She was making millions of dollars every year. She he was the manager. She knew what it was. She should have got a prenup. Now, Angela, I got to call you out on this. If you flipped this and it was a man that was in his feelings and pain, what would you say? What would the black women say? They would say, you should have got a prenup. Oh, well, boo, same thing for Mary J. But no, 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 no. When it's a black woman, we got to legitimize her feeling. We have to legitimize it. It's relevant. Oh, her feelings matter. You should have got a fucking prenup, period. You knew you was a big time star. You knew he was whatever he was before hat. You knew that. Simple as that. Ain't that what you said about Michael Jordan? Exactly. Should have got a prenup. She should have got a prenup. We got all these excuses and latitude and forgiveness and understanding when it comes to the black women's, but not to the black men's. And I'll leave you like that. I'll leave you like that. Thank you for being here this morning. I really appreciate you. Again, uh, if you're interested, tap into what is happening with Renew Community Church on Sundays, uh, 1145 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. They do a Sunday morning masterclass. You can check out Straight Talk Live with Edna Howe. And oh, by the way, Edna's going to be back with another fabulous conversation on Sunday morning. She'll have another fabulous conversation with you on Sunday morning. Somebody asked about the ladies with Melanin Insights. They took a little bit of a hiatus to the 27th. So they'll be back, uh, not this Sunday, but on the 27th of March. Looking forward to that because they always have something to add to the conversation. Okay, and easy on the eyes. Some good conversation and easy on the eyes, so check them out. And have an excellent rest of your day, family. I really appreciate you. Let's say it again because hustlers, early wisers, risers, and winners, there is no weekend. You got to work seven days a week. You don't get no time off when you're trying to make your dreams and your goals come true, right? Ain't no time off for you. So let's, let's end with our motto. Winners focus on winning. And losers focus on winners. So stay focused and stay winning, and we'll talk real soon. Until next time, I'm Nate Ivey, and I'm out.
Yeah. Talking to my mirror like I love you so much. Curving all my critics like I heard you so what? You can't kill my confidence, I think I'm the man. Tally all the f I ever gave on my head. For the face ride, any up, penny down, hand me down, thrift store, old drip, new money, too funny, old shorty, talk about old. I'm on that now, can't get a pass now, I'm a cash cow, keeping it brash now, it's trash now, I'm a spaz out, I've been killing my lows and living on highs, you see in the skies the proof, you could just see in my eyes that there is no lies, I cannot disguise the truth, I've been duck dog getting in my new merch, color duck sauce on the new. 